Well, the Dodgers still evidently have the Braves number, at least in the regular season. Welcome to the Braves Report, the new podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that takes you inside the clubhouse and gives you the stories behind the score. I'm Jay Black with our AJC Braves beat reporter Justin Toscano from Truist Park, and Gabe Burns is back with us as well. And that's got to be one of the toughest losses of the season. Yeah, yeah, that was that was certainly gut-wrenching. I mean, you have a guy in the mound, Kenley Jansen, who had just struck out the side the night before. He's got two outs, got two strikes, uh, he's got nobody on base, and he's got the bottom of the lineup up. Uh, and the Dodgers rattle off, yeah, three singles. The third one, the third one goes off Matt Olson's glove, and it Trace Thompson, who hit it, didn't even know where he hit it, and so it just lands, two runs score. Yeah, they, they trade blows in the 10th, lose in the 11th. I mean, it had a lot, but when you're looking at the bigger picture, um, it's only June. You know, the Braves are in a good spot. But when you look at the context of this series, they could have t- taken two of three here at uh, Truist Park, which would have given them a 5-2 and two homestand with the Giants and the Dodgers, which would have evened the season, se- season series with the Dodgers. They would have split that. So this one stinks. All right, we'll get uh, Gabe's thoughts here in just a second as we put a bow on the Braves and the Dodgers for the regular season. We'll also get a Ronald Acuna update, what they're saying in the L.A. clubhouse about Freddie Freeman's return to Atlanta, why the possible NL Player of the Month may be the best shortstop in baseball, and, of course, the Ask Justin segment, Midnight Edition. The Braves report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is brought to you by Kroger. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. All right. First off, uh, man, this is all my fault. Because I started writing my script for this show at the top of the ninth. And I actually wrote the Braves take two or three. So Gabe and Justin can get mad at me for this game going four and a half hours. And everybody else can get mad at me for the Braves getting beat. JJJ, man. Good Lord. I kind of have to take some partial responsibility, too, because as I do every night, I was typing out like, my final score tweet and whatnot in a Google Doc. And so, I mean, it's just, it just always happens that way, right? But uh, the anomaly here is like it was a 1 0 or 2 0 game and it was already on pace for three and a half hours, three, you know, 345. It was a, yeah, that's it was not a my long fault. one. Yeah. I mean, you got to, we're, we're going to have to find a new producer for this thing. Gabe, you want the job? You know, uh, these things aren't as bad in the new gig when I'm, you know, sitting in my living room just kind of <laughs> hanging out, and uh, it's just, uh, yeah, text, you know, text me when uh, when it's time to do the podcast. All of a sudden, you know, these these days are not quite as tiring, but yeah, it was a, that was a long game, man. That was a long series. It was a draining series. Uh, I can't imagine how draining it was for these players, considering it was even draining for the media and for the fans. <laughs> uh, it's just another reminder that these are, I mean, these are just two high-level franchises, and there's a reason that they uh, they keep meeting in the postseason. Uh, well, I do kind of want to start there, though, in, in that, you know, this one inning is kind of a complete mood changer for the week. But, but should it be? Probably not, uh, just because I think – the Braves still played well. Look, I mean, it's it's June. They're in a good spot. The you know, 
long-term context of this is they won 14 in a row. They've still been very good in June. Um, they've turned around their season. This will sting right now, and it'll sting a little more because there's an off day tomorrow before they can get back on the field You know, on Tuesday in Philly. But, I mean, they went 4-3 and three against these West Coast teams, both of which are supposed to be, you know, postseason contenders. The Dodgers will make it there. The Giants will see. But, I mean, the Braves are still in a great spot. Uh, these things happen when you're playing a team like the Dodgers. and These, these games are so close, as we saw in the NLCS last year. Um, there's just a small margin for error. Little things make the difference. Uh, and that's kind of what we saw tonight. So it, it just looks like an awful loss. But I think the Braves are going to be fine. It's just one of those you kind of toss in the toilet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, look, it's June twenty seventh. I mean, there's a it's it's one game out of one hundred and sixty two. And yeah, I think we can all acknowledge that games against the Dodgers just feel more meaningful. Um, they feel more intense. I understand that. Like, but at the end of the day, you know, look back to where this team was entering June. And look at them right now as June comes to a close. Uh, this team is in a fine position. And the next time, if these teams do meet again, uh, a lot will be different by then. Uh, you, I can't even imagine how much will be different by October. So the only thing that we think will be, that we know is the same, is that these two teams are going to be in the mix to be there. So uh, at the end of the day, that's really what's kind of most important here. And I, I yeah, I mean, it's a bad loss. You know, they've had bad losses before. They had bad losses last year. They won the World Series. That's just how it works. Yeah, and I think if you look at this thing, uh, Gabe, to kind of add on to what you were saying about things being so different, even two, you know, like a couple months ago when they were in L.A., I mean, a couple of those, both of those Dodger wins seemed, you know, like they won pretty handily. Uh, the Braves won that one game, I think, by a couple runs, and Kenley Jansen had the close in that one, close, had the save in that one. But, I mean... This time around, these teams look as evenly matched as you could get. And, you know, right now with Mookie Betts out, you could even say the Braves might be, you know, have a better roster at this point of the thing, especially with Mookie Betts out, with the bullpen, you know, that the Dodgers have. So I think, like, bigger picture, we keep, I keep saying that. I think the Braves are in a very, very good spot, and Braves fans should know that, that this team can compete with the class of the NL and the class of baseball. I would certainly make a case for the Braves roster over this iteration of the Dodgers roster. The Dodgers are not anywhere close to full strength, which I guess when you look at this weekend, you can go, well, they have the means to get a lot better. You know, the Braves are down a few guys. I think the Braves are going to be better come October too. These are two teams that have been there so often. They understand just if it's a matter of pacing yourself, it's a matter of when you, when you need to play your best ball, you know, last year, that Braves team really caught fire. I remember Dansby always cited that that West Coast trip they had. And they end up, you know, they play that series in San Diego. The, they had a they had to resume a suspended game. That, but, they, I mean, they had a great comeback there. Uh, Machado hit a grand slam. It was a great game. Uh, these, these teams just kind of know what – look, let's put it this way. Both of them are going to have, like, ugly, disastrous losses – over 162 and both of them know how to just pick themselves up and not worry about it the big question for both is health and especially with the Dodgers right now because I think Bueller is arguably their most important player for the postseason and how he looks coming back is going to be huge for them obviously Mookie and then the Braves you're going to see because you have some guys who could play important roles obviously Rosario Ozzie 
Uh, you want to make sure Acuna that this, you know, uh, once again, you're not losing him for any significant amount of time. So it's going to be about health, but both of these teams have the depth and they're just – they have the – you know, it sounds like kind of lazy to just say they have the culture, but they have the infrastructure to – overcome what they need to to reach that point and that's why you know there's reasons when we talked about this the last time I was on there's reasons to love the Mets there's reasons to love the Padres but until one of these teams knocks the Braves or Dodgers out of uh, the postseason those two should be the favorites the Braves ran up the score in the first part of this month against some bad teams in that 14 game winning streak but this was kind of the bellwether weeks like all right those teams are bad where do the Braves really stack up against the Giants and the Dodgers Justin, four and three homestand were the questions properly answered to you. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, down Ozzy Albies, um, the Braves, you know, offense still kind of hummed. And granted, he wasn't, you know, producing at as high a level as he would have liked. But you come home, you, one, you pitch well for the most part. Um, and two, you play really close games against the Dodgers. And you win a few close games, you know, a couple close games against the Giants. Um, and another one, you know, against the Dodgers. You play these close games against these teams and you look evenly matched doing it and I think that's the most important part is the Braves didn't look like a team kind of hanging on for dear life or a team trying to catch up to these other two teams they looked flat out better than the Giants and you know at times they looked better than the Dodgers especially this iteration of the Dodgers like Gabe said but yeah I think they were properly answered this is about as good of a homestand as good of a litmus test for a homestand as we're going to get at Truist Park this season to have those two West Coast teams in here and the Braves handled it well. They went four and three, and they were a strike away from going five and two. So, you know, I know that hurts for them right now. But, you know, it was like Snit said after the game, you know, for anybody, if they had any questions about what, you know, about this team, this team can play with anybody. And I think, you know, we knew that. But to see it out here, uh, to see it in front of the home fans uh, was something else. Now they'll have tough road trips down the stretch, um, other tough games here but I think this was a great litmus test for them, and uh, they certainly passed. And then you kind of go back to what Gabe said, and you think about what this roster could be within the next two months. Uh, if you get Tyler Matzik back, Eddie Rosario, Kirby Yates, uh, Mike Soroka even. Um, the Braves, you could say right now, have a lot of room to get better. Uh, and so this is probably only the start. But, yeah, after feasting on those bad teams, which, you know, is an accomplishment in itself. You're supposed to beat those teams, and sometimes it's not easy. They looked very good against two good teams. Well, in the middle of this month, they lost two out of three to the Cubs. And yeah. the Dodgers were swept by the Pirates. So, right. and we're, we're sitting here and we're talking about how great these teams are. And, you know, they've had duds. So, again, you can't, you usually can't afford a dud in an NFL season. You were just going to have a bunch of duds in an MLB season, no matter how good you are. Yeah, that's that's true. And that that, that almost brings up the point that, like, the best thing you can say about the Braves is that at this point, obviously it's still difficult to make the postseason, but at this point they're just going to be judged by what they do there, not simply making it there and not simply what happens in the regular season. But the Braves are good enough and they're deep enough um, and they're talented enough really with their roster. They have the pieces to where now they're going to start to be judged on like, okay, like just wait till the postseason. They're going to be one of those things. Like wait to see what they do in the postseason. And I think that's probably – the best compliment you can give them now it's tough to get there and they can't fold down the stretch so you can't take anything for granted but i agree with that i mean you're just going to have a ton of those you know 
weird games, some terrible games, some bad losses like this one in the regular season. But for the Braves, it's kind of become about October. And that's a good point because in all sports, that's where you that's really the sign of a championship caliber organization, right? Is we're not really I don't want to say you're not concerned about the regular season because you do have to get there. But, you know, <laughs> no one no one knows the Warriors for being the Warriors because of what Steph does in Oklahoma City on a Tuesday night in January, right? And so when you look at this, this team was for so long known as just, you know, I, I hate all the choking stuff and everything, but this team did not have a great history of postseason success. They I mean, went 19 years without winning a series. Now the expectation is – be far beyond winning a series that's no so we've seen in just the last four years the standard here has changed so much and that's i mean again you're the defending champs and your standard is every bit that of the dodgers of the yankees and all these te- the astros all these teams we talk about all the time so i mean they're they're in exactly where you want to be when you're looking for leading cardiac treatment look to Northside hospital heart institute We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity, because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. The Braves Report is brought to you by Kroger, and no doubt summer is officially here. Pool season is here, beach season is here, and so is grilling season. And Kroger is here to help you turn up the heat and the flavor with new favorites for every dish this summer. Kroger has you covered for all your outdoor entertaining needs as well. So visit your local Kroger store today or go to Kroger.com slash grilling to get the deals to beef up this grilling season. Now let's put a bow on the Freddie Freeman homecoming parade weird weekend whatever you want to call this thing and it just kind of got a little weirder because one of the questions you know we all asked ourselves on our on we we talked about this in depth on our show on friday the special edition we did when freddie came home was um what do the dodgers think of all this (laughs) so gabe asked the most decorated current dodger of them all clayton kershaw what he thought yeah it's been great you know he's uh obviously been a big contributor to our team and um, you know, I hope we're not second fiddle you know it's a pretty special team over here too you know so um, I think that um, once he gets whenever he gets comfortable over here he'll really enjoy it and, um, it was it was, a, it was a good night for him last night for sure. that, that music by the way was actually in the clubhouse apparently but you may have seen some of that uh, retransmitted at some point on um, Sunday by a particular network doing the game um, <laughs> Gabe, that came from your recorder, so you have the floor. Yeah, um, I would say this. My question to Kershaw was just kind of about, you know, how have you been enjoying having Freddie, you know, as part of the team and having, you know, the two Charlies, one of Clayton's sons named Charlie as well, and and just that element of it. I, I think that we know how social media is. I think certainly to an extent it's been blown out of proportion um and you know the aggregators see a quote like that and they take it and i'm not crushing aggregators because i was one you know i was i worked at a dodgers blog in college so i mean i know people i mean that's how a lot of people get their starts and that's how a lot of people you know 
make their money and i understand that so i'm not critic i'm not i i just i want to i don't like how people take snippets of things and try to make it out to be worse than it is um that was not the intention that was not what i asked him uh, and that was not the in- intention of running the quote in that story um i think that I think ultimately, you know, I don't want to put words in Kershaw's mouth. You you just heard the audio, uh, which I thought was important to play on this podcast. But you can take that however you want to take it. Um, I think it would be naive if you think that some Dodgers weren't, you know, rubbed the wrong way by uh, Freddie pining over the Braves all weekend. I mean, that's just reality. But at the same time, uh, Kershaw was complimentary of Freddie and their friends, and I think that I think that the way that some people viewed it, it was blown out of proportion. So, and this is coming from the person who got the quote, uh, even if some people don't know who got the quote. Apparently, <laughs> um, uh, so I just thought that was I just thought I felt like that was important to say because again, we, we see these things on social media and they spread, and everybody wants to freak out. But I just again. Did I think, did I get the vibe that Kershaw was overly thrilled about it? No, but I don't know Kershaw. Uh, It was a simple question. He's done this a long time. Uh, It's not like he just threw this against the wall, so he said it. You can take it however you want. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I would, again, I would just say I think that it's been blown out of proportion, and I think that some of the stuff, like I've seen, there was a headline about him calling out Freddie or something. I think some of this stuff is just a bit, uh, as the per, again, as the person who got the quote, I just think some of this has been blown out of proportion. Yeah, I mean, certainly that's, that's kind of the age we're in, um, and it stinks for us who are, Real reporters, real journalists, when you see that stuff online, uh, just snippets taken from it. Um, and yet, I see, Gabe, this is the first I'm actually learning that you got the quote, because uh, I saw it on the particular network, and you weren't credited. <laughs> so, um, no, but I think, look, like, I, and I think there's been other reporting done on the, kind of maybe the Dodgers not being too thrilled about that. Uh, and that's something we, as Jay mentioned, we questioned uh, on Friday night's show but Kershaw you know look he you went up to him he's not stupid he's a veteran he's been in this game for a long time he you know you could say is the voice of that clubhouse in a sense because of his stature on that team and in that organization and uh, it seemed at least from afar I'm not the person who got the quote but it seemed that he chose his words very carefully and very intentionally. And yeah, we played that on here and you can choose to read into what you will. But I think it's, uh, I can, you know, I can see how it was a little much. I never covered Freddie. Um, I appreciated the candid emotion on Friday. Uh, he got another long ovation on Sunday, but I think that it was, I can see how the Dodgers might think it's, it was a little much. They're still trying to win, too. They're trying to beat this Braves team. Uh, this Braves team has become their biggest competition in October now. Um, and, look, you, you have a job to do. There's a certain professionalism that goes into it, and perhaps they felt that line was crossed. Uh, perhaps they were a little annoyed with it. Uh, but, you know, Freddie on Friday said he was hoping it would just be Monday super soon, and, you know, his teammates might feel the same way. Yeah, and Kershaw said in the, you know, I saw people were pointing out about how he said once Freddie gets settled, 
he wasn't breaking news that Freddie hasn't been settled. Um, if you saw the Waterworks show Friday night, if you've listened to Freddie at all since this happened, it was going to take him a while. And, you know, but he's a Dodger now. And, again, he said tonight it's good to have it behind him. He can focus on baseball. And maybe tonight is one of those nights where he kind of, quote, unquote, becomes a Dodger, feels like a Dodger, whatever you want to call it. But I just – I didn't like the fact that the quote seemed to have been taken and just kind of turned into something it wasn't. Drama and the Dodgers club – like – Guys, come on. I, I don't know Kershaw. I approached him. I'm, I was working on a story that you can read at AJC.com about the Braves and Dodgers rivalry. I talked to numerous Braves people about it. Kershaw was standing there. He's a guy who's pitched in a lot of postseason games, and he's faced the Braves quite a bit, and he was a logical guy to talk to. This was not a sign of craziness in the Dodgers <laughs> clubhouse, guys. Like, Again, it's the age we're in, and I know that people are, are doing their thing, and I, I know what the quote reads like, and you just heard him say it, so you can read into whatever you will. But, uh, I, again, like in the age we're in, uh, stuff can get so blown up, especially when it's a, when it's a remark from somebody you know, of, of Kershaw's stature like that. Yeah, no, I was just going to agree with you. I think it, it gets taken out of proportion. But, like, these guys are, you know, humans, too. They've got feelings. They think they have opinions on certain things. It isn't – could it be a sign of a larger issue eventually? Sure. Like, if Freddie never, you know, stops – it's it's like if you get in a new relationship and you never stop thinking about your ex or something like that. Like, that could be an issue. But this stuff happens, you know, in baseball clubhouses. These guys spend so much time together. Um, I You know, I don't – this, you know, you would hope for the Dodgers' sake that this isn't a huge issue going forward, but it's definitely not something that has to be posed like it has been posed on different sites that have just ripped the quote. Yeah, and I think that, you know, you know, Jay said at the beginning of the segment, we can put the Freddie thing to bed. I mean, I, I got I to gotta tell you, it's it's time to for everybody, and, and that includes Freddie. You know, I love Freddie. I, I can't tell you how much – I was 23 um, when I became a beat writer. And, you know, having Freddie Freeman treat me the way he did, I, I was, I was, it, made, it made things a lot easier, right? He's a, he's a great guy. Everybody loves him. He clearly loves the Braves. We've been over all this. It's time for everybody. He's a Dodger, again, for the next five and a half years. And whatever the Dodgers teammates think about it, I mean, he's a Dodger now. And, you know, it's – you can say, well, everybody could take stuff back. They go back in – I mean, who cares? You're not going back in time. It's over. Like, it's time to just – for everybody to just move on. And my hope as somebody who <laughs> writes about all this is, you know, naturally, if these teams meet in the postseason, Freddie is going to be a storyline, and that, that's okay. But he'll have already played here. The whole coming back to Atlanta and everything, that's, that's in the books. I think that ain't, this is – Ain't going to be any standing ovations in that game. No, no, no. I saw someone say something about he's going to get standing ovations the next five years. I'm like, I don't think – I don't know about that because uh, these teams are definitely going to meet in the postseason in the next five years. So uh, it won't be as big of a deal. Uh, it's time to move past it. And I just – you know, I don't want the quotes in my – because I also, I also had quotes in my story from Kenley Jansen talking about how much he loves the Dodgers and how it's family and everything. There was a lot in there. I just – I don't want that quote to be taken and blown into something it isn't because even though that's – pretty much kind of what's happened but you can decipher it for yourself the bottom line is the Dodgers are leaving town now 
Freddie has got the return out of the way. Everybody can move on. And if they face again in October, of course he's going to be a storyline. But it will not be this big emotional thing that it was this weekend. And I think it's best for everybody that we're now past that. Now let's talk about what you went in that clubhouse for, which was you know kind of how much spicier this uh, matchups between the Braves and the Dodgers are getting. D- does it feel like a rivalry from what you uh, uncovered? Yeah, I, I think so. I think there was kind of mixed, different guys I talked to. And, that, and you're going to get that with athletes. You know, that's actually how I kind of phrased it to, when I asked Kershaw about it. Because I'm like, you know, we we talk a lot about rivalries. You know, how much do you guys think about that? Kershaw said it, it's not really something that he, you know, he thinks about. It's just, we'll, you know, we'll, we have to beat whoever's in our way. Uh, Ian Anderson did call it a rivalry. Kenley was like, well, when you talk about the Dodgers and a rivalry, you're going to think about the Giants. And, of course, I mean, that's one of the you know best rivalries in, in American sports. So there's different takes on it. But ultimately, I think it comes down to the fans. I think the fans feel like this is a rivalry. Uh, these games feel a little, you know, a little chippy at times. I think uh, when you've met in the NLCS back-to-back years and now you're swapping guys like this, uh, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm – uh, we don't we don't root for teams here, but I, I'm I'm rooting for another matchup of these two teams. Um, that and it's it's going to take a lot of coffee and a lot of Celsius to get me through that series. <laughs> uh, poor Justin is not he's not going to sleep at all. Uh, but it would be it would be fun for everybody, man. These teams play great games. There's it's it's a, they're star studded rosters. It'd be cool to see it again. But it makes a, it makes a rivalry better when it's in the division, and the Braves the closest thing they've had to a rival in the division is the Mets. And when the Braves and the Mets are banging heads, that is highly entertaining. And we, it looks like we're going to have that this year. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the funny thing is we're talking about, you know, for most of the show Braves Dodgers and then putting a bow on the Freddie situation. But I think it's really funny that we've still got, all but one series of Mets Braves left uh, to to watch this year. I think there are 15 games remaining uh, for those two or something or like that. And it's going to be a tight race, or at least it looks like it. The Braves are five games back, but they have a ton to play against the Mets. Um, the Mets are going through their own injury issues. Um, and I think that <laughs> that really could turn out being the bigger Braves rivalry this season. I mean, especially as the stretch wears down. I mean, the second half, these teams, you know, play a couple – a few different times including once toward the end of the regular season uh it's going to be really fun because those teams are also evenly matched and i think as much as we're talking about dodgers braves uh those mets games are going to get heated now this is going to be our last show in june and dansby swanson right now has got to be on the short list of nl player of the month i do think it's important to play good baseball against good teams um you need to be able to uh to beat good teams and if you want to if you want to win like the whole thing you got to beat good teams and so Obviously, there's some confidence that can be taken from uh, playing good baseball against, um, you know, other good teams. And Dansby's been pounding against these good teams this week, hitting over 400 against the Dodgers and the Giants. But, Justin, I was a little surprised to see his fan graphs war as the highest in baseball among shortstops, even higher than Trey Turner. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But um, it's funny because he just does so much at, at each end of the game. And I didn't think I'd be saying that about him offensively this season after the first two weeks he had. But Brian Snickers called Dansby Swanson, you know, maybe the most mentally tough player he's ever been around. And he's shown that after those first two weeks and he was leading baseball in strikeouts at one point um, and had just, you know, was getting rung up all the time. 
he's really turned it around. He's, you know, he's hitting, you know, for average and then hitting for power too. And, and, and I mean, he's been the MVP of this team and defensively, like this guy looks like unless something catastrophic occurs, if he continues on this pace, like he's going to win a gold glove. Um, but it is surprising to see him kind of, yeah, up there in war, uh, because you don't think of him like that. And you thought maybe he was a top half of the league, you know, top half of shortstops or whatever, but you know, top five, that would have been harder to argue. Now he's, certainly playing himself into the MVP conversation and, you know, player of the month, all-star MVP. Um, if he continues this, uh, his price is going to be driven up very, very, very high. Well, I'm fascinated by the off season element of this. We have, we have a long way to go in the season, but this shortstop, uh, market and just seeing what some of these guys are going to get. And is it going to come down to, you know, somebody is bidding on a Trey Turner, they miss out, and they pivot to Dansby. So is Dansby going to wait because he's going to make more money as a fault? I, I don't know. I think it's going to be fascinating to see uh, Dansby having the same reps as Freddie is just another little wrinkle that makes it all the more interesting. So do I think – I mean, look, I was, I was thinking about this earlier. The Braves are making so much money. I think we're heading toward them having a top five-ish payroll – in the coming years, I think that's that should be an expectation considering how much money they're going to be making. Uh, they're going to have to pay guys. You know, Riley is going to need an extension. Freed is going to need an extension. Dansby's up now, um, and you're just you're going to have to have a high payroll to sustain this core. And Dansby's kind of the first domino of all these guys in these next you know three four years. So it's just it's you know you don't want to spend too much time thinking about it. A uh, long way to go, but uh, I mean, this this off season could be a lot of fun. You have the Aaron Judge storyline in in New York as well, and you have some of these big market teams that look like they're going to have some room to spend some money. So it's going to be interesting. Dan's being the National League this year, coming into Sunday night, tied for third in hits, tied for sixth in runs scored, tied for seventh in average, seventh in OPS, seventh in total bases, tenth in slugging, seventh in stolen bases. That is a well-rounded ball player. Yeah, he's been incredible. Like I said, Braves MVP, you know, to this point, I think. Um, and just doing what he's done amidst, like, losing Freddie. Like, I know we we're putting a bow on that story. So it's fair to mention just the leadership loss of Freddie or, you know, that perceived leadership loss and how people talk about, you know, he was the face of the Braves, the voice of, you know, the Braves, the spokesman, you know, among the players. Um, Dansby Swanson's a guy who could step into that, you know, leadership role. Um, and, and has by all accounts. Um, and so, yeah, to be playing like this is pretty ridiculous. And it, yeah, there's a lot of wrinkles, like Gabe said, to, uh, to the offseason and him being a, you know, a pending free agent after the season's over if they don't get an extension done before then. Um, and he is, yeah, he's writing the blank check right now. And by the way, that includes the Braves having options too. If, you know, if something happens with Dansby, you know, Kind of the Freddie Olsen thing, you know, Xander Bogarts, Correa, uh, Trey Turner. Uh, if this team's going to have this kind of big of big of a payroll, then, you know, it, it could be an option. I don't, you know, I certainly don't think it should probably reach that point. But, you know, we didn't think, we didn't think last offseason was going to play out that way either. But it, it is. It's interesting. Stranger things have happened. Now let's go ahead and look at what's up next for the Braves this week. They will face one team that's trying and one team that's not with the Phillies and the Reds. Uh, off on Monday and then three in Philadelphia. And uh, the Phillies have got their own problems with uh, Bryce Harper hurt again. Yeah, that's that's tough. And I know we've got a bunch of Braves fans listening to this episode. And, 
it would be okay if maybe you didn't miss Bryce Harper because he's a very big part of that Phillies lineup. But just as a baseball fan, I think it it stinks to not see Bryce Harper in there. He's having a, just a tremendous season. Um, and his last 162 games dating to last season are just crazy. The reigning NL MVP, all that stuff. It, I mean, like, we've talked about things that are good for the game a couple times in this show tonight. And the best players in the sport being on the field is good for the game and so yeah it's gonna stink to not see harper there uh the phillies you know took care of the padres with three or four there in san diego um that lineup can still bang for sure um and can still mash but we'll see if they can there's no replacing somebody like bryce harper so we'll see if they can kind of sustain that and if you missed it harper's out indefinitely after uh taking a 97 mile an hour fastball from blake snell off his left thumb and it is broken and that's gonna take a while to heal but uh, pitching matchups Tuesday, it'll be Morton against Zach Wheeler. Wednesday, Kyle Wright against Ranger Suarez. And then Thursday, Ian Anderson against Aaron Nola. This is the Braves report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers. So we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity. Because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut, are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. And a reminder that the subscribers to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution are the ones that power our journalism here and you help us do our work. And if you have not joined the community yet, well, this is a perfect time because the AJC is currently offering its best deal of the year to get you the news that matters to you. For a limited time, you can get unlimited digital access to the AJC for the next six months for just 99 cents. That's all of Justin's Braves coverage, all of our Analysis from our sports columnist, everything that Gabe writes, everything on AJC.com, our e-paper, and our newsletters, including the new Bradley's Buzz from Mark Bradley, all for less than a buck. So to get the best journalism in Georgia, go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. That is subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast so you always know what's really going on. All right, now, the Ask Justin segment, and since uh, we did this around midnight, we only got a couple of questions, so this will be kind of quick, and two were kind of the same one from... Brian P. 77 and Taylor Husband, has the organization given any sort of indication about how many innings they think Strider can handle this year? Yeah, no, there's um, not not any any limit, uh, not any hard limit for sure, not that they've announced publicly, but I know he said that uh, last year was his first time going over 50 innings, um, you know, in his entire life, you know, since high school, and so... Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they build that up because he's talked about kind of, ed- you know, editing his routine a little bit to conserve energy. Um, and that's what he did before tonight's start, six shutout innings. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, but I think that maybe starting the year in the bullpen has kind of kept that down a little bit, which could be good. All right. And from Papa Jr., could you talk about the current injuries on the Braves and when they're expected to return? I'm getting confused on who's coming back when there have been uh, so many out right now. Well, let's start, of course, with uh, Ronald Acuna, who did not play on Sunday. Here's what he had to say. Well, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, the good news is uh, there was no fracture. Um, you know, the other side of it is uh, I really can't put too much pressure on my foot right now. So, 
Um, you know, I, I would say that's the one thing that I would say has me a little worried, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. So, so what's the update on Ronnie? Yeah, so he fouled the ball off his the top of his left foot on uh, on Saturday in the third inning. Got worse as the game went on. Had to be replaced for the top of the ninth. Uh, couldn't put pressure on it. Came into the clubhouse on Sunday with a medical scooter with that left leg elevated. Um, didn't have a boot or a wrap on it, but no fracture. They're calling it a bruise. Um, and I asked Brian Snicker if it's concerning that he couldn't put pressure on it. And he said, you know, not if it's not broken. Uh, so right now they don't know if it's going to require an injured list stint. Um but, yeah, it's, it's something to, to watch, especially because he can't put pressure on it. Um, and then, yeah, circling through the line, right? I mean, to that question, you got Eddie Rosario on a rehab assignment uh, right now. Those can only be for position players a maximum of 20 days. So he's going to need to be back, you know, if they want to activate him at, at some point in July. Um, you know, that would be the max. Tyler Matzik's about to head to Augusta. Um, you know, today when you're listening to this Monday, um, to start his rehab assignment Tuesday in low A Augusta. Um, and that he said is, is just because the Braves didn't want to bombard the Gwinnett training staff, uh, because they have Rosario. So he's, you know, pitchers can be on there for 30 days. So Matzik hasn't thrown, you know, in, in a game since May. So that'll take a little bit of time, but he's, he's close. Um, so they think Soroka and Yates should be back sometime after the All-Star break. Uh, Yates was supposed to be early August. Soroka kind of maybe late July, uh, early August, uh, somewhere in there right after the All-Star break. Um, Albies is uh, going to be out at least two months, so it's going to be a wait-and-see thing after that, but he cannot return until the middle of August. At least those things take a long time to heal, but the indication right now is that he's going to be back at some point this season. So he's not out for the year. All right, we'll wrap it up with our winners of the week. Justin, you first. All right, I'm going to do the uh, the baseball fans who are here tonight because they received from some free baseball. Great game. Um, but it's always worth it to get a little more out of that ticket, right, guys? Okay, uh, so my winner of the week, a uh, couple things. Well, one, uh, I liked how Strider bounced back. And, you know, you ha- you're able to do what he was able to do. I think he deserves credit there. Um, against this Dodgers team, a winner. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say Freddie is a winner. It's out of the way, right? <laughs> I mean, it's out of the way, and we're yeah. all winners. We're all winners that it's over with. That we don't have to talk <laughs> about this again. So, I mean, I think that just makes everyone a winner. Uh, Braves fans, Dodgers fans, Dodgers media, Braves media, Freddie, the Dodgers clubhouse, the Braves clubhouse. I think everybody wins here, getting over with, uh, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's really the first thing that came to my mind. I'm going to go with uh, Charlie Morton. He's kind of the last sort of piece of the rotation to get going here. Kyle Wright and Strider have picked up the slack, but he is Atlanta's highest paid pitcher. And his last two starts, he's looked like it. 14 innings, 20 strikeouts, two runs. So we'll see if Charlie Morton's starting to turn the corner a little bit. He's adapted multiple times throughout his career, so something uh... – as he said, if he would have quit when he hit a road bump, he would have retired 10 years ago. All right. And let's, uh, that's a good time to wrap this thing up because the blowers are going to Truist Park and uh, Justin's got to catch a plane to Philadelphia. So we'll see you in the PA and then Cincinnati and I'll take your mic with you this time. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, thanks for listening, guys. All right, and that's it for the Braves Report. If you have not done so, please rate, review, follow, share, and subscribe. That really does help us grow this show. Give us a good rating if you like what you hear. If you don't, well, we'll take a bad one and tell us how we can fix it. And we will see you next Monday on the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.